are you wearing your flamingo shirt for me? Because we just discussed the pineapple shirt. And you were like, have you seen the flamingo one? And I was Look, like, no. All I know is I went to Old Navy and I spent $90 and got like 17 shirts. It's really cute. It's the most amount you of clothes right. I've bought since eighth grade. I'm looking good. It's really cute. <laughs> it feels like you wore it for me because we just discussed it. Well, then I did. Okay, great. Hi, Jillian Benzavalli. Hello, Patrick Hines. Fam, a couple things real quick. We're going on tour starting June 2nd at yes. the Wilbur in Boston. As you all know, come and see us. Charlotte is very, very close <gasps> to being sold out. So that's the first one to go. Chicago's right behind it. Come and see us. It's last call for merch, fam. Oh, right. So here's the deal about merch. Yeah. The store is open through May 7th only. Yes. So get your acts together yes. if you're interested. I gotta tell you, we've been selling a lot of merch. There's really interesting stuff. We have socks with our faces on them. <laughs> yes. We've sold like 300 pairs of those socks. You're into that kind of There's thing. There's the Not A Culture, which is my yeah. favorite. There's the Dopey Garbage Reimagined. Yeah, we have mugs and stickers and pins and yeah. like pencil cases and makeup cases and... Yeah, so merch store is closing May 7th. Just want to let you know, lastly, come to Obsess Fest, October 20th to the 22nd. Two guests I'm really excited about. Who? So Roberta Blevins. Yes. She's from the Lula Rich documentary. Yes. She worked for LuLaRoe. She's going to do a couple of panels on, like, the intersection of MLMs and cults. Oh, my God. And she's bringing other survivors and cult escapees. So she was on Let the Women Do the Work. Yes. And then I was on her podcast. Yes. And she's incredible. So she's amazing. that'll be she's very exciting. She's so funny. I cannot wait for her to be there. And Shayna Landry from the documentary oh. I Just Killed My Dad. Yes. She's the genetic genealogist. She's going to be doing genetic genealogy in real time. She's going to yeah. literally unseal an envelope and, like, solve a genetic mystery in front of people. And then she's going to, like, take your questions and shit. Yeah, she was one of the people who made us scream about how much we fucking love women. Yes. That, you yes. know that TikTok? That's her. It's her. Also, lastly, Wine and Crime is coming. They're going to do yes. like a live podcast taping. I love them so much. That's all. Okay. It's ObsessedFest.com and just get your tickets. Okay, great. What are we talking about today? God forbid, the sex scandal that brought down a dynasty. Now, <laughs> yeah. did you ever grow up with like, oh, God forbid? Did people oh, yes. ever say that? God forbid, as I live and breathe, all of it. But like, it, my favorite thing about a God forbid, which yeah. is the only way I can <laughs> yeah. hear it, is that it could be something major or yes. something like barely consequential at all. Yeah. So it could be like, we can eat outside or if it rains, God forbid, yes. we'll go inside. <laughs> or it's like, I'm feeling a little under the weather. I yeah, hope yeah. I don't have that infectious disease that's going around. Oh, God, God forbid. forbid. <laughs> so my, God forbid. My thing about this is, number one, I love that Hulu has just branded themselves as like the trashy documentary network. Sure. Because it's like the, the, all the housewife documentaries that we've oh, done. Right, right, you know right, what I mean? Yeah. And also, this is way, way less gay than I thought it was going to be. You wanted it to be super gay. I thought it was going to be like this fucking conservative Republican like yeah. boinking the pool boy but that's yeah. not what happens no he just watches his wife boink the pool boy and the boy. pool boy is kind of adorable and he's here look if I would have known that accepting this woman's invitation to go back to her hotel room would have led to a scandal involving the president of the largest Christian university in the world and the president of the United States I would have walked away and just enjoyed my private life the Falwells are the Southern Gatsby's. They're wealthy, powerful, and they're sloppy as f They have a public image, but behind the scenes, they're freaks. At the time, I didn't really know who they were. My brother was at the age of one of their sons. He started being friendly with the kids. They had no idea that their dad liked to record his wife. They didn't 
kicked in a room by a younger guy. Do you hate the pool boy? I don't hate it. I just, there were so many times where I was like, Giancarlo, no. I know. No, but they groomed him. Like, he, he didn't do anything wrong. No, I he just, they groomed know. him. So we learn about this this guy, Giancarlo. Is it Giancarlo or Giancarlo? How do we say it? I'm going with Giancarlo. John, John? That's what they said. John or Giancarlo feels like I'm going to get teased for saying I'm giving him extra syllables. It. I'm like, Giancarlo. Giancarlo. So we're going with Giancarlo. Yeah. He's he, very concerned about his parents watching this, which is like, I think that train has left the station. Oh, I think. I have a lot to say about that when we get to the parents. Okay. But we learn that he's young and hot and working at a place in Miami called Fontainebleau. Yeah. It's like an outdoor... Okay, I don't under. I was watching this and I was like, "This looks like a thing that people want to go to." I would never want to go to this. I was gonna say, ever, I, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna say some descriptors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Every, it's everything you hate. It's crazier than Vegas. Yeah. You hate it. It's a real party scene. No, hate it. It's so people loud. waiting around for cabanas, yeah. bottle service, rich people who want to party, and everyone was getting hit on. So it was very, very sexual. You hate everything it's about like this. You just want to be home. Yes, I want to be at home watching Mrs. Maisel in my with your husband with your family with my family drinking a bourbon at six o'clock. At and night. falling, dozing off by 7.15. Totally. That's what you want to do. Because I was just thinking, like, this guy Giancarlo, Giancarlo, whatever his Whatever. Name is. Isn't that? Whatever his name is. His job, he's like a cabana boy. And he folds towels and bees hot. That's basically his job. His job was to put out towels and flirt and get hit on. He calls it interacting. Yeah. My thing is, like, what? If, I never had the experience of being, like, young and sexy. I disagree. I, no, I'm fine. I was, I was whatever I was. I'm totally I've fine with how I look. Photos. But, like, but. God, the, co- the photo on the cover of my book. Imagine that kid <laughs> folding towels. There was like cabana. a choker involved in some photo where you looked like a, like a cute emo kid. And yeah. I was like, did you listen to like punk rock music? And you I, said no. No, just Indigo Girls. Okay, but the point is, if I could have just been hot and folded towels all summer yeah. and earned a living, that would like that's the dream job. Right. Interacting is what he calls it. I know. March 13th, 2012. Yeah. He meets what is uh, these are all their words. An He's attractive just doing cougar. his job flirting with girls his own age, he points out. Right. Until And then I look over, you know, behind my shoulder and I see this woman looking at me. She was just laying back, sipping on a drink and just eyeing me down, just staring at me. She was actually snapping pictures of me. She was in her 40s, more than twice my age. She was attractive. Yeah, she was a cougar. This quote, attractive cougar in her 40s comes along. (laughs) Are we allowed to say cougar? Is that a thing we can say anymore? He says it. I don't know if it's one of those things where it's like, they say it, so So, I'm saying it to quote them, or if it's one of those things where we've gone too far and it's like, we're not, we're going to bleep it. No, I don't think cougar (laughs) is bleepable at this moment. (laughs) But she's like flirting with him and then she's like staring at him and taking his picture on her phone. From afar. And I'm like... It's so different being yeah. the Giancarlos of the world and being like the women of the world yes. or anyone else. I'd be like, who is taking my photo from afar? That's so creepy. This is how the grooming starts, yeah, everybody. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. get that stigma out of your head. Well, because and then he says she was in her 40s, quote, more than twice my age. Giancarlo! He j- because he hates them now, he has to dig anytime he can. I appreciate it. He's very calm. He tells the story in a very easygoing manner. Because she apparently finally walks up to him and is like, don't waste your time with the younger ones. They don't know what they're doing. Like, come over to Cougar Town or whatever. (laughs) And she... Come over to Cougar Town. the express train. Oh, my God. And so she invites him to her hotel room. Again, this is a very stupid scenario I got myself into. And I'm trying to talk myself out of it, but then I'm also like, yeah, who cares? Just do this. I was a horny (laughs) 20-year-old. Uh, it re- there really is no other explanation other than that. 
technically, it's part of my job to interact. Don't so that's worry. really all I was doing. The dirty dancing of it all. I you know. know. <laughs> it's our last night together, lover. <laughs> Carried a watermelon. Um, here's the catch, though. Her husband wants to watch. And this doesn't really bother him. He's kind of like, okay, if, like if that's what they're up to. Yeah. So they they drop that in. Then the opening credits. Now we get the Giancarlo story. Yeah. He grew up in Miami, Cuban, working class neighborhood. His family was very religious. We'll learn later that he was like raised Republican. I guess, which is like, how are you 20 years old to say I've been raised Republican? Like, I oof, know. That's a little indoctrination. But also, though. like, he loves the Black Lives Matter movement. He loves the gay. Like, he's not a Republican. Well, I think a lot of people would say, like, the Republicans then right, are not yeah. the Republicans now. I get, yes. You know? Yeah. They were bad enough then. Don't I even mean, let's not like, make apologies for the 1990s Republicans who fought tooth and nail to make sure I couldn't get married. I completely 100 percent agree. But there are people who have like left the party because they're like, this is not what I signed up for. I was a fiscal conservative. I and totally now they're like Mitt Romney. Like, are you kidding? <laughs> Fuck Mitt Romney. I hate him. Lilia, by the way. His sister. His older sister. I love her. I love her because she we first meet her and she's just like, God, he was so annoying. Growing up with him was so annoying. <laughs> She's seven years older, and she's here to be to say no less than like twenty times. If you just want to listen to me, (laughs) we wouldn't be here. And I feel like that's everyone in Lilia's life. I I would listen to Lilia, but I gotta say, like John Carlos, got he has some adventures here. I don't think he regrets all of it. Right. So we also do meet Mark Ebner, who's the author of the book on the scandal. This guy's a real piece of work. He will be with us throughout. (laughs) Real piece of work. So this is where we learned that Giancarlo was raved super conservative in a religious family. His mom, like, always had Jerry Falwell Sr. on the television. Yes. And then Giancarlo was always super fun and popular and outgoing. And then... Once he got into the teen years, there was a little bit of a switch in him. He got really into video games. It was an addiction. Just spent an unhealthy amount of time playing video games. It became a problem. My personality just completely transformed. Started to isolate, withdraw. He became introverted, antisocial. He discovered video games and it ruined his life. Yeah, he. I don't know what came first. <laughs> I don't know I'm not. I'm not a blame the video games kind of gal. But he just says like, "This is my worst fear for like my nephews and my daughter." Like, yeah. they they discover video games and they just go into the basement and they never come out except to refill their Cheetos bowl. Yeah, which is. Oh. I ate. Look, I what I would do for a bowl between, of Cheetos. Right I, now. <laughs> I ate Cheetos like the entire way there and the entire way back. Where on the way to DC for Daisy Egan's live oh show? My God. I just all I ate was Cheetos. Are you driving? Yeah. But then the steering wheel's all orange. I can't. Steve has the same. <laughs> complaint. <laughs> well, I, in my notes, depression comes first, then the video game, so yeah. I don't know. I, I must well, have misheard it. He basically just, like, becomes a shut-in. Like, he doesn't go outside, and then he says, after high school, I decided I had to change my life. He says, I started eating healthy and working out, and he wants to, like, make money and save money, so he's suddenly hot and, like, employable. Right. So he gets a job at Lake Cordon Blue or whatever it's called. Right, Chicken Cordon Blue. <laughs> right. And so now we're back to March 13th, 2012. Yeah. He accepts the Cougars offer. Yes. And he, te- he calls his sister Lilia to tell her about it. He literally that he's like, about girl, to have this like sex romp with this woman, and that the, and that the husband's gonna watch. And she tells a, her everything. She's like, Giancarlo, listen to me carefully. Don't do it, girl. This is a terrible idea. You've had many yeah. terrible yeah, ideas. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've always told you they were terrible. You've never once listened. If you don't, if you've listened to me once, please. This is a bad idea. And she's like, I've always told you. I know to listen to me. 
and you never do. I feel like I was going to be like, why would you ever call your sister to be like, I'm going to go have sex with this person? I don't know. I feel like I've probably done that 40 times. Really? I feel like I've probably called my younger sister and been like, I'm totally going to go have sex with this guy. And right she's now. like, okay, great. Thanks. <laughs> I don't need be to Be safe out there. Like, totally. Okay. <laughs> See, now though, I'd be like, drop me a pin. Tell me where you are. A hundred percent. Now we know better. Yeah. Now we know better. But so this older woman says to him. She said, we rented a hotel room at the Days Inn just around the block. They didn't want to do it at the Fond Blue because their kids were staying there. The kids are staying at the Fancy Pants Hotel. Yes. And she's also not, she's not like geriatric, but she's older than Giancarlo. We just right. keep saying older woman. She's in she's her 40s like and he's 40s. like 20 or something. Right. But Giancarlo's sister at this time, even in 2012, is all of us. Because she's like, tell me where you're going to be. Yes. She like writes it down. She map quests it. So she tells him to meet her at the Days Inn. I'm like, keep it classy, Fallwells. Like. And then like he meets her in the lobby. I guess there's a bar at this fancy Days Inn. And he's nervous and he's trying to make himself leave, but he can't. So he sits down and she hands Hands him like a pint of Jack Daniels. Yeah, Jack Daniels. And puts her hand Spare, on his inner thigh. no expense, I see. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and puts her hand on his inner thigh, like, and he's like, oh. I mean, he's just a young, horny twenty. And he's like, it's it started. It really isn't that serious. Like yeah. that's what it was starting out, right? Yes. So full on seduction mode. Then they go up to the room because you can't like have the husband there right away. I guess right. for this kind of we situation. We should also say this is Jerry Falwell Jr. and his wife. These are not unknown people. This right. is like Jerry Falwell Jr is not down in the lobby lounge but like like people know what his wife looks like right like people can recognize you at the Days Inn and the yes, Fancy Pants Hotel like, exactly if you're into that kind of and thing and they get away with this for a very long time but I also want to say if you are in a relationship and you and your spouse like to bring in a third that's not my marriage of course but I'm not judging you and I gotta say I was texting you like the way this starts sounds kind of sweet and that was literally before you watched <laughs> like the second half of it I and know. I was like uh huh like, I know that the Falwells are monsters but like essentially Jerry Falwell just wants his hot wife to be happy. Yeah, like extortion isn't part of the consent of it all. Like exactly. if you're going to be in a polyamorous I don't care what you yeah. do, just everyone has to be adult and of age and consenting and like Which awake. is how this starts. Which is how it starts. Yeah. Because yeah, because Giancarlo is just like, yeah, you can watch. Like, so, I don't care. Because they walk into the room. It's a small hotel room. There's two beds. As I walk in, it's just her husband. He's laying on the bed. Jeans are unzipped. He's having a drink kind of giggling to himself because he's excited. There's the husband like laying on the bed with his pants unzipped. Nursing some Jack Daniels and he's ready to go. And this is where, now we will learn in the end, when this all comes apart, the press makes it look like Jerry Falwell Jr. is having an affair with the pool boy. Yes. And that is 100% what I thought. Oh, so like going I, into this? Going into this documentary. So I assume that this is where it was about to get real Real gay. Not even a little gay. And I was Not really even up for it. Nothing. Not even by Not even Jerry by. Falwell doesn't want the guy. The guy doesn't want Jerry Falwell. Basically, like, the wife says, we can do anything you want, just no penetration. And my husband's going to, like, get up and go jerk off in the corner and watch us have sex. And that's exactly what happens. That's exactly what happens. Can we say jerk off on this podcast? Of course we can. Oh, my God. That felt so weird. Not since the T word. <laughs> I love how we're like, we don't kick shame. And you're like the T word. And I'm like, what? It's you. It's saying in front of you that makes me feel. I don't know. That's like, I don't like that at no, all. No, I don't know why. I just never, I don't say dirty words in front of you. Tits and jerk off. There, okay. I said them for both of you. For, I said both of them for you. Okay, moving on. So this documentary defines cuckold. Ultimately, it's a guy who likes to watch. I'm fulfilled on a sexual level by watching my wife with a Cuban stallion. Specifically, a Cuban stallion like Giancarlo. <laughs> now, I always thought a cuckold was someone who like has an unfaithful wife. But well, you're. I think you're getting that from Hamilton and Shakespeare. Okay, so but 
one and the same to me. You but know what I mean? Just like that, one and the same. And someone says, like, even Dwight's like, I've been cuckolded by a younger man. Well, it, it always does feel like it has a negative connotation. Like, the man is in, so, in some way should be shamed. But I Googled it, and it's both now. It's sort of evolved into, like, a little bit of, like, a kink, where it's, like, someone who enjoys watching their partner have uh-huh. sex with somebody else. Okay. But at first I was like, I just thought that was someone who cheated on somebody or like the person who's being cheated on. That's yeah. always what I thought I, it was. I, I, just, I thought it was like in some... Did you some... think Lin-Manuel Miranda just like made up a word no, no, and no, put no, it no, in no, no. no, I just, I always thought the connotation was that like the man was like less, less of a man because this was happening. Oh, I see. You I know th- what I mean? What did we call, I guess the cheatery, <laughs> not the cheater, the person who's being cheated on. The cheated, the cheated on. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The cheetah, are we back to Cheetos? We're just full circle back to Cheetos. That's what, that, my brain was like, just keep talking about cheetahs. I know. <laughs> but my stomach's like, don't, because I well, want them so bad. Meanwhile, the documentary describes it as a Cuban stallion. This Cuban stallion's banging Jerry Falwell's wife. We get the on-screen, and he's watching. He's watching. We get the on-screen text that says, the Falwells deny that Jerry was ever present during the encounters between Giancarlo and Becky the wife. Sure, Jan. That is a sure, bunch Jan. of bullshit. Bunch of bullshit. We see video where he's there. Yeah. Like, we know this is happening. Jerking off in the corner. Yeah, totally. So they begin their sexual relationship, yeah. Giancarlo and Becky. And I think Falwell is involved because he's watching and jerking off. So this yes. is a relationship between three people. They don't all have to be having sex for that to be. No, you know what I'm saying? and this is where I was kind of like, Giancarlo's into it. Becky's into it. Jerry Falwell's into it. He wants his wife to be happy. He likes watching it. What's the problem here? I don't well, see a problem. Because he's preaching against it Well, all exactly. The time. exactly. <laughs> and that's, what, like, that's where we get. Right. So now they offer to, quote, help Giancarlo because they help young people and they just want to help them and they just keep talking about help. And I'm like, what the fuck does this mean? It's so weird. And they also realize, like, they're all Republicans. And Becky's like, oh, my God, he's perfect. And I'm like, right. oh, so this was a plan of some kind? But then Giancarlo does research on Jerry Falwell Jr.'s dad, Jerry Falwell Sr. Also, meanwhile, Becky leaves him an amazing review on TripAdvisor. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the Cabana Boy really filled my towels. It's also just like, are you trying to get caught? Yes. You know what I, I mean? I think that part of it is like fun and sexy that yeah. like, because the shit they do is unbelievable. We should point out, we're going to learn that Jerry Falwell Jr. is the president of, what's the university called? Liberty University. And at this university, they preach like you can't drink alcohol. Yeah. You can't have any kind of sex before you're married or any like extramarital affairs of any kind. Drinking alcohol, funnily enough, is a felony on the same level as rape. You exactly. get the same uh, right. punishment. And so things. like, this is like, and like, he's ruining lives of the people who are doing this. Yeah. And they're he is out doing this like on the regular yeah. with his wife and his wife's and, like, new boyfriend. And like the gays cause 9-11. It's just the, the worst <laughs> right. kind of fucked up I just, trash. I have really, one time I went in on like, explain to me how the gays cause 9-11 again. There is no explanation there. It's just something to say. But it's like so dangerous to say. Yeah. So we see there like, cause Lilia, the sister is like, um, did you Google this Becky and Jerry couple? Like, cause I did. And like their father was on our television set all the time cause our mom watched and senior. what happens is Jerry Falwell sends Giancarlo pictures of their like most recent trip. And so that's when Becky's like, wait, that's Jerry Falwell Jr. Right. And like, wait, do you know who this, like who you're dealing with? Right. And that's when Giancarlo like looks up Jerry Falwell Sr. and says to Jerry Falwell. Honestly, you want to know my opinion? I think your dad was a piece of shit. He's like, yeah, you know, yeah, a lot of people think that, but I'm completely different. I'm not like my dad. I'm a business guy and I see the future and I like that. 
your dad sucks. Like, yeah. he's anti-gay, anti-abortion, anti-all these things. And meanwhile, I'm like, Giancarlo, you think you're a Republican. Like, do a little bit of research about what you're talking about. Right. The whole, like, we're pro-family. No, you're not. Right, you exactly. You want to, like, rip families away. And so, Giancarlo says to Jerry, like, your dad sucks. And right. Jerry Fallow Jr. is like, well, I'm not like my dad. He's the old school. I'm different. I see the future. I understand it. And, like, what's happening is that Jerry Fallow Jr. is also developing a mentor-like relationship with Giancarlo. Right. It's all part of the grooming. Right. And so this is where Mark the writer says, the Falwells are the Gatsby's of the South. Quote, they're wealthy and they're sloppy as fuck. Wealthy and sloppy as Because, fuck. again, like, they repeat a lot about the horrible political stances and, yeah. like, how they are throwing money at these organizations and these things that are designed to work against, like, women and people of color and gay people and trans people. Exactly. And, like, drag queens and all that. But, like... Here's the thing, too. Becky and Jerry met when Becky was 13 years old and Jerry was 18. And, like, we learn this. Like, we see them at a panel discussion With somewhere. Candace fucking Owens. Yeah, and she doesn't want to talk about it. And he's making a joke about it. And we see a picture of the two of them. He looks like her fucking father. Right. And, like, they're joking. And everyone's laughing. The yeah. men are laughing. Everyone in the audience is laughing. And she's like, oh, you know, like, making jokes about, like, oh, 13-carat diamond ring. Oh, like, how you were 13 when you guys got together. I mean, yeah. truly. People, and they think it's hilarious. Hilarious. And this is where they give us a little bit of background on Jerry Falwell's dad and, like, the founding of Liberty University. And, like, the, the important thing here is just to know that Liberty University is a college in the middle of nowhere. They founded Liberty University in 1971. A school for 50,000 students from kindergarten right through a doctoral program. We have what we think is a boot camp here for the Lord, training soldiers for Christ. It's like a hundred million dollar enterprise every freaking year. And this family is so powerful. They're evangelicals that they call themselves kingmakers because like the dad is the reason Ronald Reagan became president. Oh, thanks. And like all of these presidential hopefuls are looking for the endorsement of the Falwell family. So like Giancarlo is realizing he's now like mixed up with very, very rich and powerful people. Right. So now they started in March, this relationship. Yeah. It's April 2012, a month after their first sexual encounter they're meeting up again yes and this time Giancarlo is going to go stay with them for the weekend Becky and Giancarlo shared the bed and Jerry Falwell Jr. slept on the couch next to them this is they're like in the Florida Keys and like it is <laughs> they do a reenactment and you see Jerry Falwell sleeping on the couch like a dog it's like Michael Scott's little like <laughs> bench in the bed where he's like that's my bed and like that it's like that the bench at the foot of the bed that's where he's, where he's like oh that's my bed oh. that, but that's exactly like the scene they said and I gotta tell you like this this is part of the kink. He kind of likes being treated yes. like less than. Which is like whatever. And like Becky, the wife, and Giancarlo are like falling in love. At least Becky is very much falling in Becky love with him. Becky like thinks she is because Giancarlo's like, yeah, I'd wake up in the middle of the night and Becky would just be staring at me. I'm like, oh, that's a little. And the thing about relationships like this is like you have to have a conversation about like, here's what I'm into. Like right. here's like not, not only sexually. Yeah. Yes, sexually. But like what am I looking for in a relationship? Like, where does jealousy come in? Like, who do I want to be to you? Who who do I want you to be to me? And that's not being discussed. No. And, like, it's so new. Where it's only a month old. It all seems like he's being flown all over the world. Right. He's being, like, he now he realizes he's basically with, like, rich, powerful celebrities. And now, like, he and Becky are girlfriend-boyfriend. Becky was texting him 24-7. They didn't end a day without at least one hour on the phone. Becky was the first woman outside of my family uh, to say I love you. This is three weeks after meeting them. She says I love you after three weeks. They're I know. texting all the time. She's acting like a teenager. Yeah, and she's calling him. They're talking for on the phone for hours at a time. And then finally, 
after like a couple more weeks go by, they take him to New York to quote talk business. And let me just say, they fly. This is like the early two thousands est version of. They're staying at the Gansevoort. The Gansevoort. They're eating at STK. Yeah. I, I was like, oh my god, this is like such a moment in time. So it's the three of them at dinner. Becky's like making threesome jokes to the server, and like Giancarlo is like so nervous that they're all gonna get caught. I'm like, you guys are all loving this so much, so much, and also like they're like rich and powerful white evangelicals. Yeah. Nothing's gonna happen to them. Like, no. Don't worry about it. Right, totally. I hate to say it, but they're safe. <laughs> so they pitch Giancarlo this idea. Yes. How about this? John, you think they call him Johnny? I don't know. They're like, we'll buy a property. Yes. We'll give you an equity stake in it. All you have to do is manage it, and you're going to be a millionaire before you know it. Doesn't that sound great and super simple? And the thing about it is, that is great and super simple. What Giancarlo doesn't realize is they're just trying to own him. Because now if they're in business together, then he can't just, like, walk away or date somebody else. Like, now they're really Or go to the press if this all goes badly. Right. You know what I mean? Right. They're trying to, like, like, under the guise of giving him an opportunity, they now control him. Right. And he's not seeing that yet. But after, so they give him this pitch, you'll be a millionaire before you know it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. After this dinner, they go and have sex and Becky's like, we can do it for real this time because there hasn't been any penetration. And then, can I say the grossest part? Is it the song that's playing? Oh no, what's the song? <laughs> I tried to Google it and I got a whole bunch of porn and because it's, <laughs> we're, the song is like, is we we're gonna fuck tonight. My dick is getting rock hard. Ew, Just over like, and over ew, again. I don't like that at all. I didn't. That's what I thought you were gonna say. No, because they say like after Giancarlo finishes with Becky, Jerry. You know, he went from just you know masturbating the corner to whenever I would finish. He would go in uh, for round two. Jerry, quote, goes in for round two. Right. So, th- and that's what would start to happen. So, uh-huh. now that she was like, we can have sex where there's penetration, Giancarlo would always go first, and then right. Jerry Falwell Jr. would go second. Yeah. Oh my God. So, Giancarlo goes back to Miami and he's like, these rich people want me to buy something. He's telling his sister Lilia. And it's also like, Giancarlo, I know. Lilia is always going to say that whatever you're pitching her is a terrible idea. Like, why do you keep going to her? But She's just she can also down. see five moves ahead. Of course. She's like, wait a second. Why are you looking for real estate? You don't know anything about this. These rich, powerful people want you to go into bit. Like, don't you see right. what's happening here? And he doesn't. And then she's like, and now you're going to rely on the Fernandezes? And I'm like, who are the Fernandez Okay, so we learn about Jesus Fernandez Jr. and Sr. Sr. apparently has a real estate license in Florida I and they, they can find properties, but we learned these guys are just total scumbag like shysters. Yeah, someone they're scam artists. Someone yeah, said your classic you. wannabe Miami bullshit artists. Yes, yes, and like they would like move into big houses and then the cops would come and throw them out of the house. They're like hustlers and they're liars and Giancarlo's like, yeah, cool, let's be a business. <laughs> totally. It's like Giancarlo... And the dad who's helping him find a property to buy doesn't even have his real estate license anymore. Yeah, and it's also like, I'm sure, again, like, there was so much context where Giancarlo was promised everything. And yes. Jerry Falwell's like, I am rich and powerful. I'll always have your back. Don't worry about it. Like, he was just being fed all this information that was just not true. So, of course, he believed it. Exactly. And so the Fernandezes find this, like, hostel. Jesus knew the real estate side. I knew the hostel side. And Giancarlo had the financial backing. I called Jerry. I said, hey, you know, come down. I have some guys that are going to find the best investment property. 
Giancarlo like thinks that the Falwells like just want to help him out, like get on his feet. He like, of course, there's more to it. He had no idea. But the Fernandezes are like, wait a second, your money's coming from where? Right. Like they start sniffing out something shady right away. They're the bad guys in the cartoon that like every cartoon Daisy watches are always played by like the mean animal. Oh, right. <laughs> these are those two. Aww. Those are the mean. Because what happens they is have, like big like bags of money over there, exactly, just like sneaking exactly. through. <laughs> They're getting on the airplane. Yeah. What's happening is that the Fernandezes were gonna find the property and get a commission. Then they were gonna be out. So when the Falwells are like writing the checks and they're coming in, the Fernandezes are like, wait a second, what is the deal with you and these like rich and famous people? Mm-hmm. And the deal goes through, but the Fernandezes like put in their back pocket, there's something going on here. And like their knowledge of that is going to come back and haunt this whole situation. Right. So the Fernandezes are like, uh, thanks for the business. Bye. And they yeah. bail. It's like a $4.6 million property. No one talks about it again. Right. And so Mark, the author, this is when he's like, let me break down what's happening here. Jerry wanted to keep his wife happy. Becky was like, I like this one. Yeah. I don't want to let him go. Like, I want to groom him and like keep him forever. So that's when Mark says, how do you keep Giancarlo on a leash? Go into business with him. And Jerry was looking at keeping his wife happy at that point. Where she was happiest was when Giancarlo Granda was balls deep inside of her. Balls deep inside of her. That and I'm like... Is, that is just so... It's such a dirty thing to say on a documentary It's like, set. we fucking get it, Mark. I know. I know. <laughs> Scandalous. I get it. A little nuance every once I know. in a while. A little subtlety. I know. Then things, like the relationship between Becky and Giancarlo starts to deteriorate because Giancarlo gets an actual girlfriend his own age. Because he really thinks that it's like, well, I could still be in business with these people he and really, also be a 21-year-old. They, he thinks they see promise in him. Right. They think, he thinks that they think he's like a good business person and that's why they want to work with him. Right. He's not understanding that they are buying him for her and to keep him from talking to anybody else. Right. And so he gets this girlfriend and like Becky is devastated. And so she like, he keeps up the emotional side of the relationship because she was such a manipulative nightmare yeah. if he didn't. So like Becky would call him crying and then if he didn't answer, which was the right thing to do, Jerry Falwell would be like, can you please answer my wife's phone calls? Oh my God. Or else? Can you imagine like I can you imagine and meanwhile if you're the girlfriend what are you like what is she thinking well she probably I hope ran as fast and as far as she could because Lilia was probably like don't do this girl Uh, Courtney run and that's my own brother I'm talking about get the fuck out of here court call me we'll go for drinks next week he's now starting to learn that he can't trust these people it's all feeling very controlling and he realizes so either I bail and lose money or I'm just like trapped in this controlling relationship right and then in July 2012, Becky sends him a text and she's like, I was watching some video clips on my phone, dot, 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 wow. These are two people that are very passionate and love making. But seeing you in person looking at you in the eyes make me want to rip your clothes off and get the shit fucked out of me. At that moment, I just like set off an alarm and that was the first time that I realized, oh, they were recording everything. And Giancarlo's like, I'm sorry, what? what? He had no idea that the Falwells recorded the yeah. boinking? And so there's this... <laughs> The point game. Nice. Nice. See, Mark? (laughs) That's how you do it. You don't always have to say balls deep. There are other ways of saying it. That line could have hit just as hard if you said, and she's happy when she's boinking Giancarlo. (laughs) That would have made the exact same point. I just love the text. Oh, my God. I'm so turned on from watching our sex And that is also, like, all jokes aside, so manipulative. It's them saying, by the way, we've got the fucking goods on you. Right. But she's also saying it in a way that's like, this is so hot. So she's not, like, threatening him just yet. She's just dropping it in in this, like, sexy kind of way. It's so shitty. Yeah. 
So now we have to talk about Trump for 25 minutes. Can we not? Let's go through this quickly okay. because, okay. I mean, again, like the Falwells, they got Ronald Reagan to be president. Like yeah. their endorsement means a lot. So, but this is way before he was running for president. So September 2012, Becky calls Giancarlo and was like, do you want to meet Trump? Giancarlo is like, he's looking into the camera and begging you and me to be like, please understand. Uh-huh. I read his book. I thought he was a good businessman. I wanted to be like that Trump, not the current Trump. He was always a bad businessman. I know. But we didn't know. He was like a joke in it. New York City. I know, I know. Like, I, know. I don't care how many gaudy fucking gold I hotel <laughs> buildings he has. Everyone yeah. knew he was a fucking joke. It's true, but like, I don't think Giancarlo is a big reader. I think like maybe Trump's book was the only book he ever read. And like, maybe. you think Trump wrote that book? Exactly. Let's get exactly. real here. But Giancarlo, like, of course, wants to meet Trump, and Becky is doing anything she can to show, like, worth to him. You know what I mean? Right. One thing before we, like, transition away from Trump, we got to say when Giancarlo met Trump, Michael Cohen was there. Oh, he'll come back. Michael Cohen is, like, Trump's fixer and, like, everyone's fixer. So he's at that meeting. Just put a pin in that. Right. So, you know, he's so excited he meets Trump. But at the same time, like, while they're just sort of making all of his dreams come true, yeah. he's staying at their home. Giancarlo is staying at their family this is home. wild. Becky would refer to Trey and their uh, other son, Wesley, and their daughter as my siblings. If you look at it, it's a good cover story. They were always going to be able to say, yeah, you know what, he, we saw him as a son and we were just trying to help him out. Christians are known to reach out to people that are vulnerable and went through a tough time and, and lifting them up. The kids saw it as something admirable. The fall will start using that as a cover. They're like, oh yeah, he's just like another one of our kids just right. like coming to visit. So Giancarlo, remember how he was dating, let's call her Courtney? Totally. She feels like a Courtney. I love her name is Courtney. Yeah, and, and Lilia was like, girl, run. Uh huh. So Giancarlo, because he's basically being harassed by Becky and Jerry Falwell, yeah. he breaks up with his girlfriend. Yes. And he's like, and now things are back to normal with the Falwells. And it's like, nothing about this is normal. And like, it, it, like you can tell that like, even when he's saying it, he hates it. But like, as soon as they break up, he's back to texting all night with Becky, getting off the phone saying, I love you. And Becky tried to, he says that Becky pretended to feel bad about the breakup yeah. but you know she didn't and it reminded me of that scene in The Devil Wears Prada where she's like oh you're so full of it you're not desolé at all where he's like oh I'm so desolé about your breakup that's all I heard was Anne Hathaway oh, you're not desolé at all oh god anyway so now things get even darker and more fucked up because Giancarlo is getting close with their kids, some of whom are his age. His age, and, like, he gets invited to one of their weddings. We see the pictures with him, like, in the background. Oh, yeah. And we are told... With family vacations, whenever they went down to Miami, Becky would just sneak away and, you know, have sex with me. There's a running joke amongst the kids and everyone. They were like, where's Becky? She was always, she was always missing. They actually made a shirt that said, where's Becky? It's like a little inside joke amongst everyone. She was hanging out with me. It became a joke of like, where's Becky? Where's Becky? Shirts were made. They had to. We have a t-shirt in our office now that says, in Natalie Grillo, I trust. Yes. I think that t-shirts like that are sacred. Absolutely. The where's Becky t-shirt of it all. Can you imagine if you're the kid and you watch this documentary and you learn for the first time where your mother actually <sighs> That's was? That's where she was. The oh, entire fuck. time of your wedding weekend? Yeah. No, once again, the only reason, like if Jerry and Becky follow have this like allowance in their marriage, great. I'm not shaming that for a second. It's just the fact that they are actively punishing 
and ruining the lives of people who do this in their community and church. Right. Like the hypocrisy of it all. And they're also doing the same thing to Giancarlo. Like they're not letting him leave this relationship. Yes, Which exactly. is not how it should be. Yeah. And Giancarlo was saying like, I had to lie to everybody in my life. I wasn't good at it. I became a liar. He goes, the Falwells were living their best lives. They were professionals at living a double life. Oh yeah. This is not the first time the Falwells have done this. Not at all. You for, know? For Becky to be like, oh, he's perfect. He's Republican too. Oh, he's this. Like she was like hunting for him. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. So in October 2014, all of a sudden the Fernandez family is back. Remember the father-son right. duo yeah. who helped them like get that hostel in Miami that Giancarlo is supposed to be running? Right. So Giancarlo gets a letter from their lawyer. Basically, it's a lie. Yeah. But the lawyer is saying like, hey, remember that hostel they helped you get? They're supposed to be entitled to 50% of all of your percentage. Right. They want it. So what they're doing is they're blackmailing Giancarlo and right. using like legal letters from their lawyer to do it. Because what they're really saying is that we have like, we've got the goods, we've got pictures of you with Jerry Falwell's wife and we will expose you if you don't give us this money. Right. So Giancarlo instantly calls Jerry Falwell. Right. Who has a lot to hide. Like yes. this, this could destroy him. Because he is the president of a university that is against everything that he's actively doing. Right. So Jerry immediately turns around and throws Giancarlo under the bus right. and blames Giancarlo for having this crush on Becky and you just won't leave my wife alone and all this shit. So there's a mediation and at the mediation, Jerry Falwell's like, give them whatever they want. They want 50% of Giancarlo's money, give it to them. The son and the father come back and they're like, no, 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 no. That was just to get you in the room. And they declined. They figured they could get a hell of a lot more. They didn't really want half of that. I could be sick. They wanted millions. He disguised this shakedown as a lawsuit. It was just them saying, we know what happened with this relationship. Not only do we know, but we have compromising material. We have photographs. We actually want millions and millions of dollars. Because we know you have it. Because we also learned that the Fernandezes are like $300 million in debt. Right. We see a bill that's like $370 million. I mean, I'm not defending the Fernandezes, but no. like the Falwells are a pretty great mark. 100%. Because they have so much dirt on yes. them and so much fucking money. Totally. Come on. Yeah, it's kind of like, I don't want the Fernandezes to win, but I'd love the Falwells to lose. I, <laughs> yeah. That's exactly it. So Giancarlo looks around and realizes- I he, kind of don't want Giancarlo to lose. Like, he, I like him. I don't want him to lose? No, I just don't, you know, I just He's the victim here. He's the victim, but he's also a Republican. <laughs> I know. But he eventually is like, fuck you, like, you're yeah, terrible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Totally. So, Giancarlo looks around and realizes, oh shit, I'm on my own. <laughs> well, because the Falwells make it really clear like, we love you, kid, and we I love watching you fuck my wife. Sure. I love watching you get balls deep into my wife. Boink. I love watching you boink <laughs> my wife. <laughs> Which was a, like a thing that was said in so many <laughs> words. True. But they're like, we are taking care of number one. Like right. we we will us. protect ourselves at all costs. So Giancarlo comes clean to his family. Can you imagine telling your parents this? I mean, look, you're 20 years old. Live your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like his mother takes it especially hard because she loves the Falwells. She like, loves them. Ms. Giancarlo. I, I, Mrs. Giancarlo's mom. Like, oh my God. We need to talk. I know. So Giancarlo's like, look, Becky, Jerry, I want out. I'm, I'm walking away from all of this. And yeah. Becky's like, oh my God, girl, over this. This, this is so nothing. We have a dear friend, Michael Cohen. He just like makes things go away. So don't worry about it. I You're mean, all good. You all know who Michael Cohen is, right? Like I know I'm the only one who watches Rachel Maddow like incessantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like Same, Michael, no, Mike listens to our podcast every morning. Yeah, Michael Cohen is like the the attorney for Trump who then like flipped on Trump and now is in prison. Did they call him the fixer? Or the like fixer, Trump called him the fixer? The and so like basically Trump lent Cohen to the Falwells to fix this situation. Right. And essentially he makes the Fernandez family disappear. After Michael Cohen intervened, it seemed like 
our problems just went away. The Fernandezes and the lawsuit just vanished, you know, and it did for a while at least. But he didn't just help him out. Now he owns the compromising material. Now Michael Cohen owns all that incriminating evidence against the fallout. Like the photos and the videos of them having sex, like right. all of that kind so of stuff. So now like he's got that in his back pocket. Right. So it's May 2015 and Giancarlo gets a call from the Falwells and they're like, we're in Miami. We need you to come to the hotel and talk. we got to talk about something serious. So like he gets to the hotel and they like Jerry Falwell says, I want to pay you $1.1 million for your equity stake of the hostel. I also own a La Quinta in Lynchburg and I want to give you an equity stake to the tune of like $50,000 a year. What do you think? Now, there's no actual money changing hands, but Giancarlo instantly is like, absolutely. But that like, sounds like a should, great deal. You, sitting from where we are, it's so easy to say, like, you should have walked away, Giancarlo. Right. You could have, like, once Michael Cohen made everything disappear, but he is like, they have their hooks in him. And what they're doing now is they're dangling the carrot. So they're not actually giving him this money. What they're doing is promising the money. You just got to stick close to us, which means you can't really talk about us. No. You can't tell anybody. You can't go to the press. You can't sell your story. Yeah. And you got to stay loyal because there's this, like, multi-million dollar payout to you just around the corner. Yeah. And also, why don't you work at Liberty University and just get more <laughs> He says no to that offer, thank God. Thank God. But, yeah, essentially the Fowles are just trying to keep him close. Right. Without actually paying him off, because if they give him the money, then he's free to go. Exactly. So now we get, like, more about how racist and horrible these evangelicals are. They're on the wrong side of history about, like, civil rights and porn and gay rights. There's a yeah. clip of them saying, like, well, well, it's just so clear that men and women aren't the same. Right. And I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> no, I know. But, like, this is where we get to the part where Jerry Falwell Jr. endorses Donald Trump. And this was a really big deal, if you remember this election, because Falwell and Liberty University endorsing Trump, A, means there's tons of money there. Of course. But, B, Jerry Falwell, like, the Falwell name is so influential in the evangelical circles that once Falwell did it, it made it easy for all the other evangelical pastors to do it. And they're saying, like, evangelicals didn't care about Donald Trump not being Christian. They were willing to take a man who had been married three times and had five children children from three different mothers, just like they didn't care that Ronald Reagan wasn't evangelical. Evangelicals, all they wanted to do was win, and they were winning to win with anyone that they possibly could. So they didn't give a shit who he was, no. where he came from, he's what he He's basically a televangelist. Exactly. The way he, you know, whatever. So, like, they're all hypocrites, because, like, he's not religious, he no. loves sex, he's an abuser. They yes. just didn't give a shit. So, it's July 2016, days before the Republican National Convention, and yeah. Jerry's just giving Giancarlo more money. And this well, is he's like, promising him more money. He says, like, hey, we got another $600,000 payout for you, but money never materializes. And also, it's just the promise of money to keep him close. And so Giancarlo is watching, like, first he met Donald Trump, like the guy who wrote that book that he liked. And yeah. now Jerry Falwell is, like, rubbing elbows with the potential next president. And this is, like, pretty intimidating for Giancarlo. And what's happening is that he's watching Jerry change. Jerry used to just be the sweet old guy that was jacking off in the corner while right. he was balls deep in his wife. Boink. <laughs> and... <laughs> 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 the fact that I got all the way through that sentence without laughing. You, because it's like tits now that you're saying it, it just rolls right he off. He was the sweet old guy that was jacking off in the corner while Giancarlo was balls deep in his wife. See? 
But the point is, we're, like, he's watching Jerry change. He he really did have, like, a fatherly relationship with him. Jerry was mentoring him, and he they did have a nice relationship. Right. But we see Jerry Falwell on TV becoming more conservative, more crazy, being overtly racist. Yes, yes. You know, just, like, espousing, espouting, whatever the word is, yeah. Trump's lies. So Giancarlo, I'm sitting here, and I'm like, Giancarlo holds a lot of power here. Yes. And it's like, everyone seems to know that except Giancarlo. 100%. And, and everyone's counting on him not knowing Like, that. he could have ruined everything for the Falwells yeah. and saved our country a great deal. Uh, it's not Giancarlo's fault. It's not. You but, know? like, but I, and I'm, again, I'm not blaming Giancarlo, but to watch it now, it's like, yeah. when you're so in it, you don't realize the power you have because you're just being told, like, you need me and I'm controlling you, well, you know? And what is so interesting, I think, and done so well in this documentary, is I mean it when I say he was just a sweet old man striking off in the corner. Right. And you see him changing. After Trump was inaugurated as president, Falwell felt invincible. And he was increasingly weaponizing Liberty University and making it into an arm of the Trump administration. I call Liberty the Fox News network of the academic world. He wants to continue his father's legacy of being a, a quote, a right. kingmaker. But now we learn that Jerry Falwell is just drinking all day. Yeah, he was drunk on power and tequila. <laughs> we see a picture of him with a water bottle as we're told that he's walking around Liberty University all day with a water bottle that's half water, half tequila. He's giving speeches hammer. <laughs> and and we hear him. He's like, an abortion. <laughs> he can't even say the word abortion. I but, like, we learn that Jerry Falwell, who has people arrested on his campus for drinking, uh-huh. stinking like booze in meetings. He's, like, slurring and knocking things over. He's like, what's on the agenda today? <laughs> like, Jerry. But he's also, like, texting incriminating photos. Like, this young girl, a student at his... Under- Age. Like, like, is exposing herself to Falwell. He texts it to Giancarlo. But she's, like, in on his property. She's, yeah. like, in her underwear in his kitchen. Did you get this, too? Like, they own a farm that has a Confederate, Confederate cemetery. cemetery. You think it's not highlighted? Oh, my God. Yeah. A Confederate cemetery. Then he starts getting, and it's like, this, this shit just gets darker and darker. Shooting guns in the backyard. And then Jerry said, well... The good thing is now I know if Becky were to run away with someone, I know who it is. He said, if that were to happen, if she tried to divorce me, I'd probably have her killed. At that moment, I really took it as a serious threat. He would have Becky killed if she ever files for divorce? That is, and and Giancarlo is saying like, these people are so powerful, they could make me disappear and nobody would know. And that's probably true. Because they have so much to lose and they have so much money, like they can get, and it's like, where are the other people they did this with? We meet this journalist. His name is Aram Rostin, and he's an investigative journalist. And basically, he starts looking into Jerry Falwell because of Falwell's endorsement of Trump. He's like, the Trump thing makes no sense. The evangelicals, this, like, sex-crazed abuser guy, like, what's going on? Right. And so as soon as he looks into Falwell, he finds that lawsuit from the Fernandez brothers. So he starts looking into that. That leads him to Giancarlo. And and so he texts, somehow gets Giancarlo's number and texts him. He's like, girl, do you want to talk? Right. But Giancarlo is being, like, he's still under the thumb of the Falwells because of the promise of all of this money that's right around the corner. Right. And the Falwells are like, just give no comment, and that's what he says. Yeah, but this article comes out. Our first BuzzFeed story, it disclosed the existence of this business relationship, this unusual litigation, this unusual youth hostel, the involvement of the pool attendant. It also mentioned Michael Cohen, and it also mentioned the endorsement and how important that endorsement was. 
he sort of just writes what he can find. And this is the beginning of Jerry Falwell and the pool boy. It's like all of these memes, yes. the pool boy memes. Because what ha- all that this author, this, this journalist knows is that this pool boy, Giancarlo, has some kind of relationship with Jerry Falwell Jr. Right. And the implication is that it's some kind of gay relationship. And like Michael Cohen's involved and Trump is involved. But this is what I fully believed until I watched this documentary. Wow, I thought yeah. it was fully the pool boy. I knew there was a thing about him having being balls deep in the wife too. It's your favorite thing <laughs> it's now. It's my favorite thing. But I knew there was a thing about watching him like have sex with the wife but also the implication was that like Falwell was into the guy. Right, right, so, right. But that's what the world thinks is happening right. when this article comes out. But so this also so everyone's like Giancarlo is memed and it's yes. horrible but this like wakes him up to finally start speaking. Because it coincides with him getting accepted to Georgetown. Giancarlo, I didn't know you were brilliant in addition to gorgeous. Yeah. I thought you were just like the hot pool boy folding the towels. Right. And that was as good as it was going to get, which sounds like a great job. <laughs> it sounds like... But he goes interacting. To interact. Just go back to interacting. When he gets accepted to Georgetown, this is the thing that makes me that I was like dying at. What? He and his mom and his sister take a road trip to drop him off. And when he gets to DC, which is where Georgetown is, he's texting with the Falwells. The Falwells are like, oh, we're in town at the White House, but we're going to this party afterwards. And the mom, who was so upset that this guy was balls deep in Falwell's wife, meets the Falwells at the after party and is like, it's like me meeting Lady Gaga. Until it's not. Right. Because then she sees all of these fucking crazy people. I'm sorry, they're all insane. And she's like, oh my God, it's all fake. She's like, oh, I understand now. It's all show. They have a public image, but behind the scenes, they're all freaks. I think my mom was like, okay, I'm, I think we're good. We don't need to like be around them anymore, like ever again. Everything that they preach and throw money at and try to destroy. Totally. Of course, there's like not a person of color in the room of or a gay person. <laughs> but there's like lots of sex and lots of drinking and yeah. lots of like debauchery. Just like, can you imagine the odds that the Falwells would be in town the weekend they drive up to drop off at school? Oh, how suddenly, weird. You're partying with the president. Like, give me a break. It's wild. I mean, to the mom's credit, she was just like, oh, I hate this now. Yes. Like she turned on a dime. So good for her. Also, Tom Arnold is here. I don't know how long we need to focus on this. Well, I was like, what the what? <laughs> He's on the phone. Fo- He's like obsessed with getting like the Trump dirt and the Michael Cohen dirt. So he dirt. was making a documentary called like Finding the Trump Tapes because there was a there was this whole thing for a long time about like Trump and the golden shower yeah, and that would dossier. bring him down and that would be the end of him. Right. And Tom Arnold, I guess Tom Arnold a hero? I forgot about this but I did know about this at one time. Right. Tom Arnold was really trying to find the tape. So he has this like video recording that he put, that he got on his phone of yeah. Michael Cohen. There's a phone call with Michael Cohen and, and Tom, Tom Arnold, Arnold recorded it. Yeah. And He's totally baiting Michael Cohen and Michael Cohen hook, line, and sinker every time. Like, Tom Arnold's like, can you spell that for me? Like, and Michael Cohen's like, sure, F A L W E. So he, Michael Cohen was like, oh, Trump doesn't speak to me anymore. The Falwells don't speak to me. I brought this whole thing together. Now, no one's going to talk to me. Without me, the evangelicals wouldn't support Trump. He owes me so much. And oh, by the way, here's a little cherry on top of all this. I have, quote, personal photos of the Falwells with the pool boy. Right. And so this is when we learned that like Michael Cohen goes to the Falwells and is like, hey, I'm going to have these photos. And if you don't endorse Trump, right. I'm releasing them. Right. And that was like the backstory of the Falwell endorsement of Trump. So the right. question is like, did he do it because he was blackmailed? Did he do it because it was good for him? All we know is that like those pictures were out there and they were used as leverage again. Right. So now like 
the story is out. Yes. Giancarlo's going into like a really dark place because yes. of what's happening, obviously. He's at Georgetown, like looking for a job. It's a little difficult for him to even get people to call him because they're Googling his name and no one wants to be associated with this. It was just because they were worried. Like, why would they go with me where there's so many other people with a similar resume with no national scandal? And he can't get an internship because everyone gooks him. He's and like, the like pool oh boy my God, from you're the, the fucking meme. pool boy. So, but he eventually gets an interview you're the for pool a boy job. From the meme. You're the, you've been memed. Were you the ballsy pool boy? <laughs> boink. <laughs> Every time you say it, I'm just going to say boink in response. I don't know if that does anything. For oh my anybody. God. So he can't get a job because of this national sex scandal or whatever. But he sees, he <laughs> Can finally, you imagine being a person who has a national sex scandal? God. Oh my God. So he finally gets. An interview, or he he, he finally gets, a, gets job. a job. Yeah, he sees it as this light at the end of the tunnel, and he is so excited about the job. He tells the Falwells, right? And like twenty minutes later, the employer calls him and is like, "Actually, never mind." And what what he takes that to mean is that the Falwells don't want him working for, and they want to own him. They're actively sabotaging his life. They need to. He can't work for somebody else. He's got to only ever work for them. So, and that's when he really realizes how trapped he is. Right. And he gets in an even more dark place. He contemplates suicide. He is like really hitting his rock bottom. And he finally like, he just can't fucking handle it anymore. Well, and then he finds out that Jerry Falwell, there's still the lawsuit from the Fernandez right. family. He settles the lawsuit with the Fernandezes and gives them money, like millions of dollars. And Giancarlo still hasn't gotten a fucking penny. When he finds out about the money to the Fernandezes and he's never gotten a dime, he writes, Grow a fucking pair of balls. Be a man of your word and live up to your promises. Enough for the bullshit. I was loyal to you and your family for years and you betrayed me. Just own up to your promises and we can move on with our lives in a peaceful manner. Just own up to your promises and we can all move on with our lives in a peaceful manner. That was great. I, when I, can you imagine sending a text like that to the yeah. Falwells? Great. I know. That must have been exhilarating and terrifying. But this is the war. This becomes a war between Giancarlo and the Falwells. Right. And ultimately, Giancarlo decides he's going to tell his story. So remember that reporter? Yeah. He emails or calls a reporter and he's like, girl, if you want, if you still want to talk to me, I am ready to spill the beans. Yeah. The reporter's name is Aram. Now he works for Reuters. So Aram goes to sit with Giancarlo and Giancarlo tells him the whole story. And he's like, all right, this is great. But like, what proof do you have? And Giancarlo is like, he's are like, you ready for I this? Got a lot. So he's showing him text messages. He has texts and photos and emails and audio recordings and video recordings of Becky drinking, of Becky naked, showing all the places they had sex, including her children's bedroom. So he's got this video of a FaceTime where Becky is walking through the house naked and like showing all the places they had sex. And then Jerry Falwell is like standing there like waving yeah, like, like oh right here remember yeah. boink it's boink o'clock remember how hot that was that time and that's all the proof this reporter needs to like go full throttle with the story but because this reporter is an investigative journalist he's got to dot all the I's and cross all the T's so it's taking a long time to get the story out and the night before the story drops the Falwells kind of like scoop them a little bit there's this conservative newspaper in DC that like they give their story to the day before this big Reuters piece drops Jerry Falwell Jr., the son of one of the most influential TV evangelists of all time, is publicly sharing a story of his wife's infidelity, which led to what he describes as an extortion scheme. 
Falwell writes, Becky had an inappropriate personal relationship with this person, something in which I was not involved. He's throwing his wife under the bus. And he's like, I don't really like this. Like, I don't think I should be held responsible for something my wife I did. don't want, but like the Reuters piece drops. It's huge. It's everywhere. Yeah. And because of that, he like has to resign from his position at Liberty University. He now, actually resigns in disgrace. He <laughs> resigns in disgrace. I mean, this is like a hundred million dollar a year job. It's yeah. like the university that his family founded. Right. He's now like banned from the campus, but he says they also sue him for forty million dollars. Yep. And he says, "I he the reason he gives for his re- resignation is because quote I don't want something my wife did to harm the school I've spent my whole life building." Just a piece of shit to the very end. Because I'm like, did he and Becky come up with that story together? Is she falling on her sword here? Uh, no, I think he threw her under the bus. Yeah. Because then, like, now that everyone's talking about stuff, yeah. Because everyone's like, oh, the Falwells are like that. Oh shit. So now all of these like survivors of sexual abuse that they let all happen on the campus at the university are coming forward saying like, no, I was silenced. No one believed me. I was fined. It was over 50 former Liberty University staffers and students, all of them raped. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're all coming forward saying, like, this is what, like, campus culture is like here. Yeah, and then it's a clip of, like, look at all these people that went to Liberty University who are now at January 6th. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This won't stop, like, exploding. Like, this tra- this is like a train that's on fire that just won't stop exploding. And, like, that's just kind of how it ends. Like, Giancarlo is out there, I guess, living his life. Do we have an update on Giancarlo? We don't have an update on I mean, he did this documentary, so he's feeling pretty good. Yeah, he I think. still looks great. And you can always fall back on your towel folding job. Like, I mean, I'm sure they would still have you at that. Miami Blue or whatever it was called. To interact <laughs> with people. Just be careful. And listen to Lilia. Listen to your sister. Totally. Would you? Thanks. Oh, my God, girl. We did. What's it called? Uh, God forbid the sex scandal that brought down a dynasty. I oh, think. my Lord. Fam, don't forget to come and see us on tour. It's been a while since we've been out together. Oh, my God, forever. I'm so excited for the people to see you. Oh, that's I so nice. They've oh, had thanks. enough of me. I go out a lot. That but is I think not true. It's very exciting for people to see you. Oh, that is very nice. It makes me feel shy. But thanks. I'm oh, excited to see everyone. It's gonna. We're doing the jinx. It's going to be wild. It's gonna be great. The wigs are crazy. I'm. It's amazing. Well, every, come see, another day, another wig. Another day, another wig. <laughs> come see me on my book party tour. I thought I was done announcing cities. I've got a couple more cities Ooh. to announce before the end of the summer. Okay. Come to my book release party September 26th, the day the book comes out. I'm telling, imagine this. Okay. A young gay boy, yeah. a, a sophomore in college, yes. gets to spend the weekend with B. Arthur. What? She gets po- drunk and is mean to him the whole time. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> That's the story I'm reading. Oh my God. I've got a whole slideshow with video. Can't wait. Um, there may or may not be video of a college production of Gypsy that I was in. Oh my God, I can't wait. I, can't, I, I cannot wait. I will be there front row. PatrickFails.com. What are we doing next? We are finally covering a documentary about the Hillside Stranglers. Oh, yeah. So this is a, a show called World's Most Evil Killers on Peacock. Yes. So we're doing the episode on the Hillside Stranglers. I can't believe they haven't gotten their own like Netflix doc yet. Yeah, there's one that's like six parts and it's like we have so much to get to on Patreon uh-huh, and I'm uh-huh, just like uh-huh. we were, Natalie and I were trying to figure it out. So Hillside Stranglers, we're getting it done. We're getting right. it on the cow. All right. Check out the trailer for that. Our fun, ridiculous, and hilarious outtakes where I probably say balls deep 80 times. I mean, <laughs> beep. Can the beep be Is that possible, Tom? Is that even funny? I don't know. I don't know. All right, fam, we love you. We love you. All right, bye. Bye. November the 13th, 1977. Los Angeles, California. Schoolgirls Dolores and Sonia were on their way home from a day's shopping when two police officers stopped them for questioning. But the so-called policemen were, in fact, killers. 
The partners in crime went on a killing spree, murdering ten young women in just four months. Many were dumped on hillsides across L.A., lending the killers their infamous name, the Hillside Stranglers. These two were not going to stop until they were caught. This had a really devastating effect on the lives of women in Los Angeles. The deadly duo terrorised the streets of L.A. whilst masquerading as police officers. They raped and tortured victims as young as 12 during their sickening rampage, making Angelo Bono and Kenneth Bianchi two of the world's most evil killers. Boink. I'd like to see your closet, girl. Okay. No, I've not. seen the cargo shorts it's, and I've seen the zippies. No, I love cargo, but I'm just saying, look, let's move on. Boink. Now that we're here, the expression... You want to talk about boinking more? No. I'd love I, to. I want to talk about balls deep. Like, that is such a dirty... I don't need to. Because it's, it, it's exactly it's, what it is. Yeah. Like, there's no need to discuss it more because you say it and you're like, I gotcha. I totally get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you it don't is, get it, I have just met, think about what the words are. Boink. Have you ever seen that TikTok, the tequila TikTok? No. Where this girl, oh my God, it's so funny, where she goes, I thought it was a lemon drop. You didn't tell me it was tequila. <laughs> and the way she like just saying tequila, imagine thinking you're doing a lemon drop shot and you get tequila and the way. It's like that girl that thought she was going on a zip, a zip line, but it was actually a bungee cord and yes. she thinks she's dying. Please watch that TikTok if you haven't already. I hope she's okay. Do it again. <laughs> I thought it was a lemon drop. You didn't tell me it was tequila. <laughs> And the look on her face is like, girl, I know. I've been there. Tequila. The way she says oh tequila is like, I feel it in my throat. <laughs> 